1: What is going on Raptors Nation? It is Luca here back with the Raptors Nation podcast. Hope you're all doing well. It is the season of getting sick. So we are going to power through this pod. As always, we come to you every single Thursday here on the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. You can also find this pod wherever you get your podcasts, Apple iTunes or Spotify. So we are going to dive right into today's show. We got a lot to get to. I'm going to touch on the Raptors new starting lineup. Scotty Barnes just taking this game to new heights this season, and then I will give you the latest on the Pascal Siakam and OJ Nanobi rumors. Before we dive right into it, if y'all can do me a solid favor, please hit a like on the video. It helps it a ton. And also, please subscribe to the channel for more Raptors content just like this. So the new look, Raptors got a W. Yes, the Raptors finally changing up. They're starting five ahead of the game against the Wizards. And what do you know? The Raptors are 1-0 with the lineup change. As Ryakovich talked about the starting lineup change after the win, and he said it was a change that we were looking for for some time. It was an opportunity to put Scotty Barnes as more of a ball handler, but also we wanted Dennis to help more with the second unit. And then per Blake Murphy of Sportsnet, he put out that Darko says that the changes were thoughtable for a while. The break made sense. And the changes aren't set in stone for the season. Obviously talking about the starting lineup and some of the rotation changes that we saw. He acknowledges more point guard duties for Scotty will be a process, but it's a good start. And then McDaniels had earned his way back with a few weeks of really strong workouts slash scrimmages. As you look at the changes, guys, it affected all parties. You talk about Schroeder being benched. He had one of his best games. In a couple of weeks, yeah, nine points, 10 assists, was a team high plus 29. And can we just give Dennis Schroeder some credit here? Because I thought he handled himself very, very well. Look, when you start the first 29 games, obviously he was told before the season by Darko, you're going to be the starter. And then all of a sudden, you're benched. It takes a true professional to take it on the chin, not let it affect his demeanor, his mood, or his game. And Schroeder could have been a poor sport about it, but how did he respond to being benched? Like I said, he had one of his best games in a while. Schroeder did an excellent job with that second unit. And we're going to get to some of the official numbers with the new starting five. But the Raptors' new starting five actually got off to a slow start. It was once Schroeder came into the game where the Raptors went on a 15-1 to run to close the first quarter. Really flipped the script of the game and then of course the raptors never looked back from that point on so it's funny schruder gets benched but he had arguably the biggest impact in this game in terms of winning coming off the bench helping that second unit help leading that run and helping his team get a w so i do want to give a lot of credit to schruder here if he is going to be asked to come from off the bench from here on out i mean this is a guy who obviously is no stranger to make it an impact with the second unit. He has spent the majority of his career as a backup. And I think this is an excellent opportunity for Schroeder to find himself and really be that second unit leader because that second unit, I feel like has really not been able to find an identity. We talked about the team not finding an identity. The second unit has been very inconsistent at times looking like a mess. I think Dennis Schroeder can really take on that role of being the guy to help propel that second unit and being able to give the Raptors nice runs when he's in the game. So I do want to give a big shout out to Schroeder for how he just handled the entire situation. And then Trent Jr. who obviously started in place of Schroeder. He dropped three three three-pointers on his way to 12 points along with four assists and two steals. I thought he was good given that this was his, I think, third start of the season. So obviously it's going to take some time for Gary Trent Jr. to get well-established with the starters. And then Scotty Barnes didn't miss a beat. We officially saw Point Scotty activated. And Point Scotty had eight assists, 20 points, 12 rebounds. He got a double double. And I mean, this is going to just be common for Scotty to rack up these numbers because he's going to have the ball in his hands more. He's going to be able to facilitate, push the offense. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use the pick and roll with some of the combinations they're going to roll out here. Because obviously Scotty Barnes isn't your traditional point guard, but I mean, from what we saw, Scotty looked like he was ready to cook. He actually looked comfortable in that role. And Scotty Barnes, I mean, this is a guy who considers himself a point guard. He got his body ready in the summer, expecting that he was going to be the full time point guard. And we are now going to see Scotty take the reins here a little bit more. It's funny because Dennis Schroeder.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: Did get benched, but he still had a lot of minutes in this one. He actually finished with more minutes than Gary Trent Jr. So that's okay. I mean, if this is just about separating the two and it leads to more production, that's all you can ask for. So obviously, this starting five, it's one game. It was against a bad Wizards team. There's still a lot of room for improvement because the official numbers are, and this is per TSN's Krithika, the new starting five was minus eight in the 9.5 minutes, and then the Raptors were actually a plus 38 with all other combos. The old starters were plus six in three minutes, and then Ryakovich ran 12 five-man combos for the first time, plus seven in four minutes of Siakam and Anobi Barnes without Jakob Pirtle. So we are going to see this new Starting five rolled out here. I would assume Darko's now going to stick with this for the next little while. And then looking at the rotation, that's something else that's going to be interesting to see because some of the tweaks we saw with the rotation was that we saw McDaniels and we saw Otto Porter Jr. and kind of McDaniels leapfrog precious. McDaniels finished this game with more minutes. And going back to what Blake Murphy said, that what Darko said. That you know, McDaniels had earned his way back with a few weeks of really strong workouts and scrimmages. So that tells me that McDaniels just kind of moved himself up the totem pole for now in terms of a guy earning minutes. And then you look at the Raptors' rotation, Darko first went with a nine-man rotation of Schroeder, Otto Porter Jr., McDaniels, and then Boucher. And we didn't see Flynn or Achua in that first half. And then the only reason why Achua came into the game in the second half was because Yakaperto got into foul trouble. He had four personal fouls quickly to begin the fourth quarter. So we did see Precious in a limited of time in this game and the thing with Precious obviously his offense is a work in progress for all waiting to see that leap, but what Precious did a really good job and something where he can really help this team in my opinion is his defense. He was really good in that th- third quarter as Precious really buckled down defensively. So it's going to be interesting to see if Darko goes with this hard nine man rotation with the set guys, or if he's going to open it up to a 10 man rotation and where that leaves precious and, uh, you know, and how these, this looks ultimately, because what I do think is if there is going to be one odd man out with what we've seen, it probably is going to be Malachi Flynn. I could see precious coming in, you know, especially if a guy like Perto gets into foul trouble or auto Porter Jr. They're not going to play him every single game but Flynn, I don't think is going to be now that relied upon backup that he was because that now goes to Dennis. So we did see Flynn in garbage time in this one. And, you know, it's going to be adjustment for him because obviously Darko gave him the benefit of the doubt. He put his trust in Flynn. But I mean, if this continues to work, I mean, it just makes sense for Ryakovich and the Raptors to keep it going. So again, a very, very, very small sample size. It's one game. And, you know, it's against a very bad Wizards team. And look, my closing thoughts to the starting lineup change are as follows. I felt like it needed to happen because this Raptors team was falling apart. And before you talk about roster changes, which inevitably, in my opinion, still need to happen, you got to exhaust all options before that. And one of the biggest glaring things staring this team in the face was, hey, let's shake up the starting lineup. Let's shake up the rotation and see if that works. So this... Had to happen given the Raptors struggles. Darko had to change it up. The time was now. He did that. Do I think this is going to turn the Raptors season around and save the Raptors season? No. But again, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Let's see how this new look Raptors team now operates. And we'll see if, you know, the starting five and new rotation can get it going a little bit and build some momentum. The true test is going to be right away. You don't have to wait long to see how they're going to look against the best team in the NBA in the Boston Celtics, a team that hasn't lost at home all season long. So that is gonna be just a a big indication of how this thing ultimately looks against a very, very good opponent and a true contender. I thought the change needed to happen. Darko said he was talking about it. He kept being asked about it. Finally pulls the trigger. A lot of fans were happy because this was obviously the move that a lot of fans were speculating and talking about the Raptors needing to make. We get Point Scotty. We get Dennis from off the bench. I think it's gonna suit both of those guys better. And now, you know, you have a guy in Gary Trent Jr. who is going to be able to inject more offense, more shooting in that starting lineup and be able to space the floor. So we'll see if this is a sign of things to come because the Raptors, yeah, their offense looked better, but again, you're going up against a poor Wizards team. But I still think the backbone of this team is their defense. And we saw it. It wasn't the starting lineup changes that won in that game. It was the fact that the Raptors got back to their basics of playing Solid defense and that just opened things up and they scored in transition. And that's what this team did well when they were at least winning games at the beginning of the season. So we'll see how the Raptors new starting lineup continues to look. They get a big challenge next against the Celtics. All right. We are now going to talk about Scotty Barnes' leap and my bad, I forgot to put this prompt for the Raptors new starting lineup. We're past that. We're moving on. We're moving on to the next subject. Scotty Barnes's leap. I mean, I know I've talked about this at large and I feel like there's something new to add to it every single week, which is why I keep bringing it up because it truly is remarkable where Scotty Barnes is at guys. Like this was such a pivotal year for him and I said that this was going to be a telling year of Barnes's career and where he was headed. And I mean, Scotty Barnes has knocked this 3rd year out of the park. Like it is just unbelievable how well he has been playing, and how drastic his numbers have increased. Scotty Barnes, over his last nine games, averaging 24.1 points per game, 10 rebounds, 7.1 assists per game on 56% shooting from the field, and 41.5% from three. And this is just an amazing thing to see when comparing Scotty Barnes' last season to this season. I'm going to quickly run down it. Scotty Barnes' last season, 50.3 points. I was hoping that in a perfect world, Scotty would break that 20 plus point threshold. He's done that with room to spare. Scotty goes from 15.3 points to 20.7 points, 6.6 rebounds to 9.4 rebounds, 4.8 assists to 5.9 assists, steals from 1.1 to 1.5, blocks from 0.8 to 1.4. And then this is the thing that really stands out to me of being wow. This guy has really made the leap. This is what impresses me the most. The shooting splits goes from 45.6% to 48.9%. And then this right here is just unbelievable. 28.1% last season, guys, to 38.9% from beyond the arc this season. The shooting splits, unbelievable. And obviously, we knew Scotty was going to be the jack of all trades being able to do a little bit of everything. But the fact that he's bumped up his offense and the shooting numbers continue to increase and that all-important three-point percentage has gone up, the leap is here. And there's no telling how much more of a leap Barnes can take, especially now that he is going to be the primary ball handler. He is going to have the ball in his hands more to create for his teammates or himself. Scotty has really burst onto the scene. And you want to talk about all-star nomination I said it in the podcast last week I think Barnes should be an all-star I know the Raptors record sucks but this is too good to ignore but I mean it goes beyond all-star guys at this point I know Tyrese is having an unbelievable leap as well in season but look at these numbers I mean you gotta put Scotty for strong considerations when it comes to the most improved player of the year
2: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Especially if he keeps up this pace. So in a season that has been disappointing, flat out, inconsistent, the question has been answered. Scotty Barnes has effectively taken the leap, and it looks like he's here to stay. It looks like the Raptors have a true budding star to build their team around. And it's just been great to watch his growth and his development. And it's like you just see something a little bit new every single game. I mean, he has consistently brought it. He's been lights out on the defensive end. Offensively, you know, obviously, he's made some... Mistakes, the turnovers, all of that, but he has looked sharp. So, I mean, this is just a very, very positive note for Raptors fans through the first 30 games of the season is that Scotty Barnes has, in fact, taken the leap and he's still got more room for improvement. And, and that's just the amazing part here. So, it's been great to see Scotty Barnes have himself a truly special year three. And we'll see if it gets rewarded with him. Being named on All Star and, like I said, even potentially being the most improved player of the year—that would be a nice little accolade to add with Barnes's Rookie of the Year, which obviously got in his first season. So, Scotty Barnes—he has just been on an incredible run—and we are now going to segue, guys. I wanted to provide the latest on uh, Pascal Siakam and the OG nobi rumors. So, a couple things here. The first thing Aaron Rose of Sports Illustrated pointed this out that ESPN's Adrian Orzanowski wrote on his weekly Threads chat when asked about if Toronto had made any long-term decisions related to Pascal Siakam and Ojin Inobi, was saying this, Toronto isn't there yet on those decisions. So in other words, Masai Ujiri and the Raptors are still evaluating this roster. Now, look a team's not going to reveal what they're doing. So this isn't surprising to me. I mean, Masai's not going to flat out come out and say what he's going to do, especially since he's such a secretive private guy. So this little update, not surprising. It's going to keep being like this where you don't know what he's going to do until it actually happens. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting time for the Raptors because obviously, you know, they're still 12 and 18. They're 12th in the East. They're ways away from contention, in my opinion. And, you know, they have two players in Pascal Siakam and Ojin Anobi, who Masai hasn't come out and said that the team has interest in bringing them back. And both those guys are about to become unrestricted free agents in the summer of 2024. And ultimately, the Raptors don't get a deal done for one of the other, which is, you know, believe that the Raptors will maybe move one of the two before the deadline. If they don't and they stay pat again, then. They have a chance of losing both these guys for nothing. And that would be truly disastrous. And all of a sudden, front office would be on the major, major hot seat. But right now, it looks like the good old fashioned evaluating the roster will continue to happen into the new year for the Raptors as we are not going to get a trade before the end of the year. And uh, this is going to be something to monitor with the NBA trade deadline a little over a month away. So that is Woj's. Update on Siakam and Ananobi. And then Shams put this out the other day saying that the Detroit Pistons won a four-man in free agency. He says they could try to make a trade right now, but at this point, nothing is changing the Pistons season. So we actually linked the Pistons to Ananobi and Siakam. And what I took away from this, I know there were people, you know, speculating a trade. Shams said it. I mean, a trade's not going to save the Pistons season. I think a trade's not going to happen. Rather, Ananobi and Siakam, you know, once they hit the open market, the Pistons are going to be one of those teams looking to add a four, reportedly a veteran presence, and they got money to spend. And I think that's exactly what the Pistons need, right? The Pistons have been terrible, but I think they're a classic case of they just have way too much young guys, and they need, like, a true veteran to get those guys right, similar to the situation that's taking place with the Rockets, where very questionable at the time the rockets going in the youth movement but then they bring in guys like brooks and van vliet which so far has worked all things considered of fixing the young guys with the veterans and you know right now the rockets are obviously pushing for a playoff spot so i think that's what detroit needs and bridges was another name that was linked to them i think detroit is just gonna ride this thing out they're gonna be brutally bad
3: whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance
1: They're going to have another lottery pick, but I think they're going to be a team to look out for because they got money to spend, and this is a bad team that could throw the bag at an OG and an OB, similar to how we saw the Rockets throw the bag to Fred, so it's going to be interesting to monitor the teams that continue to come up of being linked to the Raptors, but we've seen a ton of teams, you know, the Pistons now being a new one, the Knicks have been linked to Ananobi, the rumors are going to continue to happen, but I don't see a trade happening between the Pistons and the Raptors. I think the Pistons are just going to elect free agency and see who's available at that point. And, you know, whether or not that's going to be the Raptors trying to outbid them for these guys or another team, that remains to be seen. Obviously, that's predicated on what the Raptors do before the deadline. If they do end up trading one, if not both, or if they let this thing ride out to the offseason. So the Pistons, another team linked. To Ananobi and Siakam. We still don't have clarity of what the Raptors are thinking with those two long term. And it's just going to set up a very interesting beginning of the year leading up to the deadline. So that is going to conclude today's show, guys. The Raptors, they will be in action against the Celtics on Friday night. And then they got the showdown of the year staring them down on December 30th to close out the year. Assuming the Pistons lose to the Celtics, there is a chance they could somehow miraculously win there's like a 1% chance, probably not even that. If the Pistons lose to the Celtics, guys, the Pistons would be on a 28-game losing streak, which means with a loss to the Raptors, Detroit will officially set the longest losing streak in NBA history of 29. If the Raptors lose to the Pistons on Saturday, they will have the dubious honor of being the team that finally lost to the Pistons. What a showdown to end the year. Raptors, Pistons, Who said that's not a must see matchup? Because if the Pistons lose against the Celtics, that becomes a must see matchup. We will see how it happens. And I will definitely talk about it if the Raptors are, in fact, that team that makes history for the wrong reason. We'll see how it all plays out. But that is it for me, everybody. Drop a like, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts on today's pod down below. And yeah, I will catch you all again tomorrow when the Raptors take on the Celtics. That should be a true test for the Raptors and we'll see how they look against Boston. That is it for me as always thank you so much for watching until next time. Stay safe.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number 1 mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.